When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Gentlemen. Hi, Chris. Yes, good. Chris. Yeah, good. I'm going to turn to face you because I feel like I'm being a bit rude. You all right? Yeah, good. We're at the Fans Museum. We are. It's in Troy Sunderland. It's uh, bringing back memories for me. Yeah. World Cup. Oh, we did World, World Cup. Cup videos we're here, here, weren't we? Yeah. Gareth Southgate. Chubby Michael Owen. What are you dressed as? I don't know. Probably a, probably a twat. Yeah. I think I had Paul Ince's shirt on in one of the games. You did, yeah. Massive. Bloody hell, what, what's that, four years ago? Yeah. Will be. Oh, it's all coming back. Jeez, yeah. Will yeah, but well, thanks to Michael, Michael Ganley, who's let us use it. Done a good job, haven't he, since? Oh, yeah. Gone heavy on the film. You've got a shit in here. They've got big hitters in here. Yeah, have you got a shit in here? Oh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should mention that. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, so no, I thought you were never going to mention uh, it. No way. Yeah. Where's Brown? So, so get you... Get the badge in. <laughs> so you... Tell it was Stone Island. <laughs> so, you, so what, what we're saying it's is... It's got some dust on it, that. That's fresh out of attic. For, come through the door, round the corner, and that's the first shirt you see. They said it wasn't tactical because they knew we were coming, but... So next what? to... There's Beckham. Who else is on there? Fuck off. Pelle. Next to Beckham. Pelle. <laughs> Pelle. Yeah. I can't believe that in a Sunderland museum, there's a shirt from the... At the time, lowest ever points Premier League total team. Mm. 16 points. Mm. Old Trafford, that. I've heard that they've just taken their Martin O'Neill's underpants and put your kids in there and your So, you, you obviously, you know the lads here, don't you? Yeah. So, you think that might have a little influence? Nah, I hadn't spoken to them. I promise. Yeah. You think that might have a little bearing on why your shirt's up in the... Oh, so with that like match warm, but match you remember, warm. Like, yeah. nil, nil. remember the game? Nil-nil. Nil-nil, Old Trafford. Phillips, Quinn, Pelly, Beckham, Owen, Brown. <laughs> Fucking 16 points. How many it's, goals that year? It stands out like a sore thumb in that little thing, doesn't it? How many goals that year? Remember? Us. You. One. Team. Pass. Nine. It can't be double figures if you got we were, hard, we were hard to beat, but didn't score many, mm. I think. It's nice, though. They've got it in here. Very it's nice. For you. I, I can't leave you. I didn't even know that at all. I can't leave you remember to bring it. You know, when I messaged you this morning saying, take that shirt up. <laughs> we'll put it in the intro. <laughs> but fair play for remembering it. That's when you know you've made it, though. You get a full wall. 
Super Kev. It were got up here though, weren't it? Think, is he an ambassador? Yeah, Kevin Phillips. He's manager at South Shields. Yeah. All oh, right, right. South Shields. <laughs> runs Shields. the bar. <laughs> What's he doing? Seeing coffee down front. He's um, he's got all these awards in that. Look at that man. Right, just to let you know, I reckon I might get in that. What mine? Oh, Michael Owen shirt again. Not a chance. I'll, oh, but I'll get in it now. He's a From new World man. Cup. You're not tell. On a serious note, can you not tell I've lost some timber? Just yes or no? Where can you feel well, you've bit. lost it? Tits? Uh, ankles. <laughs> I feel as though I've lost quite a bit around my hands ankles. No, yeah, because your T-shirt fits you. Usually, the, it's a squeeze. I, I, so you've either, you've either lost a bit or been shopping. I, I don't mind getting stick off certain people, but off you on ill-fitting clothes. I'm not accepting that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything that actually fits you properly. No, what's wrong with this one? Just, there's a hole in the back. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with it fitting me, is well, it? Well, no, no. But it's got my dinner down it. That's my new diet. <laughs> put half of it, it. Put it down my front. <laughs> yeah. But what you're paying off the winner. <laughs> oh, can hell not half. See my penis. It's a bonus, yeah. yeah. Still as small as what I remembered. <laughs> I mean, them jeans are normally snug, to be polite. Tight. And he got out for some petrol and just give it one of them, Chrissy. <laughs> Two inches worth. <laughs> Straight down. Yeah. So if anyone wants any uh, 40 slash 38 long jeans, just get in touch. You can have them. Temp for the kids. Was my, just a quick one, just to prove, shut these up. Was my shirt already in here, in that position, before today? See, I told you. I didn't hear anything <laughs> then. He just walked <laughs> off with his chips. <laughs> huh? he, he just walked off and he's just mimed to himself. <laughs> Was he? <it>? But... <laughs> Uh, Iggy, last week. Hey, it went down, went down well. It, it's good episode. The Ravenelli stuff, man. It's, it's just, I, I, it blows my mind every time that we talk about the players that Middlesbrough actually had. Mm. Yeah. Proper had a bash, didn't they? I'd like, uh, he's on the list, I think. Of, I don't I mean, we'll never get him on, but I'd love uh, Fabrizio. I'd love a sit down. I don't think I'd have liked him. No, me neither. I know Iggy did get on with him, didn't he? But yeah. Not I, for I, me. I still kind of like him, though. That. Just well, you, you, do like the, you do like an arrogance of a certain yeah. level where yeah. you just like it is, it's an honour for me to drink from your dairy. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it with Ellis last week. <laughs> <laughs> Got egged. <laughs> I never get it. It's an honour to for you to eat kebabs from our shop. Well, they'll be going out of business. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Not anymore, is he on? No. Not anymore. Uh, uh, uh. But no, another great episode. Yeah, really cool. Good storyteller, wasn't he? Yeah. First time I've met him. To go at. And then he got in the sack. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I've seen that on Twitter all the other day. Fuck me, Paul lucky. Axton, didn't I? I didn't think it looked that bad. Did you not? You were hot. Oh, good old See, that's exactly, English centre forward getting that's in. That's exactly getting that. Rough, a bit of rough and tumble. That's exactly why we should listen to nothing that he says on football or his opinions or anything. You didn't think it was that bad? No, he just got in. Fucking hell. Making his presence known. Keeper got a neck brace on. <laughs> That's what it would have said in the paper. Yeah. Brown made his presence known at the back post. Exactly. <laughs> in other but, words, I fucking cleaned him out. To be fair, you run off as though you'd scored it oh, all. <laughs> you did. Eh? Were you give, who, who were giving it guns? <laughs> Someone were giving it guns. <laughs> Shane Duffy was giving it the absolute big in. <laughs> yeah, so That's to be fair. That, to be fair, you didn't score for Blackburn, but you had an hand in one that, goal. That was my biggest contribution. Foul and big, didn't he? <laughs> Imagine, when it panned to the bench and you could just see him going, really? That was my debut, that thing. First game. Making your presence known, first job. Went rapidly downhill. <laughs> That's why you went off <laughs> celebrating until you'd fucking won the World the Cup. 
<laughs> That's why you've signed me, lads. That's why you've signed me. To knock the fuck out of goalkeepers. Another one, Karanga, man. He's, he's, before we did Stewie, I'd have said he was well thought really of. good to, be, to play for yeah. and well thought of, but... Evidently not. He's getting Blackwell-esque. Yeah. Mm. I would say he's up there Blackwell-esque. There haven't been that many people speak well of him, has there? No. Leon, uh, Leon McKenzie this week. Now this yeah. is, it's incredible that he's made it to the heights of what he has in two different sports. Yeah. Not many people can, can claim to have done that. No. He was a good player, by the way. Yeah, he were. Palace, Charlton. Norwich. Norwich. Mm. Coventry. Coventry. I can just remember him being very aggressive. Yeah. I think that obviously... Not the tallest. His boxing side coming out as well. But I think... Yeah, I think remember like him. making his presence known. Basically, a pole-axing goalkeeper, yeah. Yeah. But I can remember him just being fast and aggressive. The thing is, he's... What I took from it, his troubles have been well documented, haven't they? Yeah. That, that he had post-football, post-boxing. But it was more like on the day, actually... I don't know if we were on air or after. He was like, I woke up this morning, I just didn't want to do this. Mm. And I think you would kind of feel it. And he's he actually just, messaged me. Did he message me the day before? Yeah. Because we were down in London for a couple of days, weren't we? Well, the, the, when it was fucking boiling, Red if you on. remember. The train went like 15 mile an hour. Yeah. It took us a day and a half. And you could see he just looked a little bit drained, didn't he? And, and fair play to him for coming and speaking so openly about his troubles, more importantly. Well, that's it. I think he, he messaged... You the day before. Yeah, saying I'm struggling for tomorrow. Struggling for tomorrow, not really giving a reason. And I think we said, oh, we're down. We're already down. And I think if, if it had said why he didn't want to come, then we, it would have been, yeah, no problem. We're on. But we we're like, oh, we're down here. And because he didn't want to disappoint us, like you mm. said, he mentions that he didn't want to come, but he came. Yeah. But he mentioned after saying, I'm really glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. And Tell I you think, what, I would like to get a fucking right hook off him. Nah. If, if Leon says it's Tuesday, it's Tuesday. <laughs> oh, even if it's Wednesday. Or, or Thursday. Either or. <laughs> no, he's, uh, I think, he, I think he's, uh, he's in a, a decent place now. So Yeah. Like you said, incredible that to finish a football career and then just go into another sport. and Not only go into it, like excelling at it. Really, yeah, we're successful at it. I mean, it must hurt that boxing, money. not it? Even like when you're training and you're sparring, you're still getting hit in face, aren't you? Mm. Like, it must hurt. Where did it get you in the ring, man? Eh? You and Bothroyd, Boothroyd. Oh, fucking hell. No gloves. When you go by knuckle. Stick them up. Stick them up. <laughs> I felt like Scrappy Doo then. Give him a Scrappy Doo. Let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> I can just picture you, man, the shorts. Biggins. Biggins. Big Union guns. Jack. Starting the. Belly button, eye, belly button eye with uh, <laughs> beast on the front. I just think like a shit Tyson Fury waltzing around because you're quite nimble on your feet, aren't you? Fucking am I? Wait till this under the cost, mate. You know when this under the cost takes off and it gets big? Wait until I'm on Strictly. <laughs> fucking <laughs> hell. I'll be, I'll be swinging some Russian dance around like fucking Travolta. <laughs> Don't worry about that. We're going to get some more live shows in, aren't we? Uh, there's, there's whispers in the wind of some more live shows early next year. Yeah, I well, was well, speaking to Chris about this, actually. I don't think we need to do a tour as such. Just need to, one a month, and just pick a town. Random town, any town you want, Chris. Right, yeah. It's nice of you to drop this in an intro. <laughs> but, yeah. But, so we're doing one a month now, <laughs> well, you're just Going been... to a town near you. <laughs> you've, just, you've just told us... But we're on about doing it, so I've just 
put it out there. Well, well, if anybody wants us to come, yeah, uh, and you can happens. get 500 of your pals to come, we'll, yeah. we'll come. Yeah, someone did invite us to like the Isle of Skye or something. Did they? Yeah. He just said, I don't know who else will come, but I live here. It'd be great if you could, so. Isle of Skye. Jeff, we're coming, we'll be in your living room sometime next year. Anybody else wants to turn up, give us a shout. Let us know what we're having for us tea, Jeff. Isle of Skye, top of Scotland, isn't it? Yeah, West Coast, is it? Oh, Lovely it's part of the world. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Oh, blue. Yeah. But that's fucking miles away. Yeah. Maybe not, Jeff. You. Yeah. Jeff, you'll, I tell you what, we'll invite you. Yeah. You'll come to a show in Liverpool or Manchester, <laughs> Jeff. But, Should we get him in then? Yes. Yeah, let's get him in. Very in Dowie on. He had, sl- he had Dowie on, yeah? Yeah. I got on with Dowie. I, was with, he, uh, I played with him. And then um, he was my manager at Coventry. Dowie was. Did you get in the uh, swimming things at seven in the morning and stuff like that? Yeah, John Harbin. A guy called John Harbin. Um, he, he sort of was his sort of right hand man in, in terms of swimming and that. And mate, I mean, I don't think. I, I, you know, swimming wise, I'm not bad, but I became a fucking good swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, ranks and like ranking, and I'm black as well. <laughs> just to put it out there, because <laughs> honestly, like it, it was like fifty, like proper, like fifty, sixty lengths every morning, like a before lot training. Not necessarily, but before training, but sometimes, yeah, yeah. We had somebody message about it's um, a mental thing, I think. Your debut, was it in the Coca-Cola Cup? And instead of getting champagne for Man of the Match, you got a bike? Basically, yeah. Push that in. But I'll tell you about that in a minute. I'll tell you about that in a minute. It's a bit, it was a bit embarrassing to be honest, but then I didn't know. It's funny because around them times, obviously I've just broke through as a pro. And, um, you know, like, I was like, oh mate, this is, this is the life sort of thing. I was just buzzing like 17 year old kid. And um, I couldn't drive, I didn't pass my test. I was sort of, you know, doing naughty things really, probably driving here and there without a license and that. And then, but I was like, it got to a stage where I was like, mm, I need to pass my test. But anyway, obviously I broke through as a pro and then um, scored and all that. And then the, the actual prize was, was a mountain bike. And you know, when you're like, don't want to be like ungrateful, but it's like, well, and they was like, oh, well, what am I going to do? Ride it home. <laughs> Real good, huh? With my champagne bottle. <laughs> like, I just was like, nah. Anyway, I think um, I, I, I gave it away. I gave it I gave it away, sort of. Pay top dollar for them back where I'm from. 18 yeah. gear. Was it 18 gear years or 21? <laughs> <laughs> but we don't. No, I don't think I even checked it, to be honest. It was just, it was just like, and I think I was talking to one older woman at the time, in, in, in the players' lounge bar. <laughs> and this is when I've passed my test straight away. And I was like, oh, she, she was like, oh, lovely mature woman. I said, like, you, like, you fancy coming out for a drink? I'm only like a 17 year old kid, do you know what I mean? She made my debut and that, so I'm sort of giving it a bit loud. She was like, I said, you fancy coming out for a drink and that sometimes? She says, oh, what are you going to do? Um, ride to me on your mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll come back to you. <laughs> 
Did you get the champagne as well? I uh, got the champagne bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the champagne bottle. A few of them over the years. Imagine that. Wash bag, champagne. I've just put the bike under my arm. <laughs> walk, walk it, was, it, was, it was funny. It was funny. Was yeah. Coppel your first manager then at Palace? Cops was, yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. Top man, yeah. Probably more of a mentor for me. Yeah. Heard that a lot about him. Yeah. yeah. He used to sort of pull me aside and have conversations with me because he saw that I had ability, but then he also saw that I could work on some things to help me get to that stage of maybe breaking through. When I sort of first uh, signed for Crystal Palace, I just came from Sunday League. I was on trial for about six months. Longest trial. I was going to say that is a long trial, that. Yeah, it was really, it was a real big test of character because, you know, you're thinking there can be so many doubts in that process of, yeah, especially coming from like Sunday League and all the other kids are sort of like signed their YTS at the time contracts. And I was just a bit like, am I actually going to get this? But I had to keep sort of plugging away. So the mindset in that process of that six months was was pretty brutal and what, the, you know, the, some of the doubts that crept in, but also trying to keep confident as well. But what Steve um, used to sort of do is to be right, because, you know, back then, my I didn't have, like, the best sort of first touch. I had to rework and really becoming, like, having a good touch, basically, as my career progressed. Understanding, you know, how to sort of back into defenders, hold up the ball properly. No one ever taught me how to yeah. do these things, even to the point of, like, striking a ball. So we had, like, a wall in a Mitchum training ground. And he used to say, right, this is what I used to tell Righty. I used to tell Righty this like hit the ball against uh, the wall, let it come back to you, take a touch out of your feet, bang it again. You know, just constant patterns of doing that. Same sort of predicament with with uh, little shooting drills by myself. It's like, look, grab one of the, the youngsters or grab one of your teammates, you know, get them to, to um, go behind you, pin them, turn, shoot sort of thing. All the time, constantly, I'd done that. Within... With it, with being, with, with sort of signing for Crystal, signing for Crystal Palace from sort of Sunday League level, um, where I was so far behind to everyone else. I think one of the biggest compliments I can give to myself is not only was I a little bit behind when I signed for Crystal Palace, the way I caught on and literally observed and watched first team players and watched how experienced players hold up the ball, how they move. Dougie Friedman was probably around them times where he had a little bit of little bit about him in terms of how he played. So very smart on the ball and his movement. So I watched him, how he rolled players, how he turned players. And he wasn't actually the quickest, but he could get away from, from just being smart sort of thing. So all these things I watched and observed and... Within, yeah, within two years, I, I I became one of the probably, you know, top youth team players. Yeah. It, it was, you know, as that, Crystal Palace held. Is that something that you knew that you had to absorb or taking that in from other players? Because we've talked before, haven't we, about some some lads just come with that natural ability and they just do it. Yeah. And they, they're relaxed. They don't work as hard as everybody else. Mm. Is it something that you've you uh, wanted to be the best? Determination? To yeah. Not, it's not that uh, I'm going to be better than everyone else. My mentality is not like that. My mentality is I'm just going to be the best I can be. So because I've got like boxing in my blood, I've got like a fighting spirit anyway. My fighting spirit naturally comes out anyway. So 
we had like a manager at the time, Peter Nicholas, who was my youth team manager. He's a bit of a madman, <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly. Do you know what I mean? Um, but we had a bit of like a love hate relationship in terms of he knew how to get the best out of me, but he also knew how to kind of wind me up. Um, and when I'm sort of angry, when I, I'm one of them players that when I'm sort of, if I'm angry and you're playing against me, I ain't nice to play against. Do you know what I mean? So you, yeah. So you, you, you need that villain. I just ain't not, no, I just, no, someone to I, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the, the, the fighting in me or what, but most defenders would generally come up, they know they're going to have a game. Like they're not, if not, I'm not just going to be like, oh, can't be bothered. Like if I'm not having a good game, you're going to feel me sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. So I kind of incorporated that into my mindset in game. So when someone's saying like, Leon, like, fucking come on you and cursing me and everything. And I'll be like, fuck, like, I'm coming and you fuck off. <laughs> yeah. you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Dickhead, but, I'll show you. Like, so my, I was a bit like that. Um, do you think he, he, he knew, he knew, he saw that in me. So he knew he's going to get a reaction. Yeah. So most of the time I, I'd catch him smirk, like secretly smirking when <laughs> like I'd do something good, like, or I'd sort of get, and then they go, well done. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's all psychology. Yeah, um, yeah. But when you're at that age and you're young, as you know, Parky, it's like, you're just, you're trying to learn all the time, you know? Um, and again, it was just really observing well, watching well. Like I used to watch righty, righty all the time, just the way he was and his movement and, and how his character is. Very much the same type of character, like nasty on the pitch, right? He was nasty. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Even if you're mates with him, he's like, you're not my mate today. So it kind of worked for me, that mentality to be a little bit spiteful uh, when I'm when I'm playing, and I've I, even my, even Dews, um obviously Dews is one of my best mates, and we've played against each other a few times. But here, tell you, I'm not nice to play against. Like <laughs> friendships out the window when you cross it, the white it, line. It, it's always love, but when I'm in that playing mood, it's just not it's not personal in terms of what yeah. I'm doing. But I mean, we've had a few clashes, and I've elbowed him in his head he's got an eye he always reminds me about that always his <laughs> lip or something I think it might have been his eye he always reminds me about that yeah you remember that elbow you done like do you know what I mean like it's always kind of but he knows me like in in in, in terms of my t my character um and I just adapted that sort of spiteful nature um it was the way I played I was very explosive you know when I could run <laughs> <laughs> when I could run, Parky, you know what I mean? When I could <laughs> run. Um, yeah, I could move, man. Like, you know, chase down lost causes, close defenders down, close fullbacks down, whatever it took. Um, I would, I'd, you, I'm just making sure I can cover that ground and, and yeah. work the best I can for the team. So fundamentally, it wasn't all about me. I just want to do what I can to help the team, but to also get them in a position where I can score. Which manager do you think, you know, you were saying about youth team manager, you knew how to get the best out of you. Mm. Which professional like professional manager that you had got the best out of you in that way, where they knew how to deal with you? Push the buttons. Steve Koppel was a placid character. Very rarely he'd shout at me, like, very rare. 
But what is what it was with Steve is that because of his sort of nature and his character, I wanted to do well for him because he it's like he wanted me to do well. And I kind of wanted to repay the favor in, I want to do well for you. I want to do well for this man. I kind of had that for him because he showed me that respect, but also put time into me when I was a youngster. And when I grew into becoming a player, you know, he he he, he was sort of still there and, and quite nurturing. And from a mentoring point of view, you know, pulled me aside still, you know, tell me I went, tell me I played well. What can I do? You know what I mean? Just little things. And I respected that. So I always wanted to do well for him. Um, Peter Nicholas was an experience. It wouldn't work for everyone, right? Um, did he get the best out of me? I'd have to say so because I became one of the top youth. You know, I was competing with like Carl Court, Jason Ewell, Michael Owen, all around the same sort of time. Obviously I'm playing for Palace, Owen's at Liverpool. Yuri's at Wimbledon at the time, Courtney's at Wimbledon. And we're the ones that are kind of banging in the goals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Only until we went to Anfield, FA Cup, Youth Cup, um, we played Liverpool. First introduction of Michael Owen then. Um, knew of this kid, but in my head, I'm like, I'm the man right now <laughs> from South, South London, I'm the man. Do you know what I mean? So cool, let's see what's going on. Anyway, obviously we were at Anfield who pops up, Owen, Owen scores first, we go one nil down. I think, oh, hello. And he has absolutely, he's absolutely sharp as, by the way. <laughs> like, whip it. You know, like when he first came through, yeah, remember that Argentina goal for England and that, I mean, that, I even got, when I saw that goal for, for Argentina, um, against Argentina, I was like, this kid is, do you remember Good. that? Yeah, oh, I yeah. was like, what a, like, what an occasion, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, even if he done not I was just like, wow, what a goal. Like, so I knew from there, I was kind of happy because I played against him in the youth and there was something that I saw was like, wow, this kid is special. And he was just so sharp. Um, anyway, I did make it one all. <laughs> Popped up, scored at the cop end. <laughs> I was buzzing. I was like, yes, do you know what I mean? You know, like David Thompson was playing. Gerard playing, I can't remember if Gerard was playing. Carragher was playing. There was a few that were playing anyway. Um, made it 1-0 and then uh, obviously Boy Wonder decided to pop pop in another sort of couple. So he scored a hat-trick. <laughs> I um, Shortly after that, I broke my ankle. So I couldn't play in the actual second leg sort of thing. And then he scored another hat-trick anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were good, weren't they? They were just, just two hat-tricks. So that kind yeah. of made me... You got a garage full me. of bikes. So yeah, I'll just keep it in the south then <laughs> did, it, did you know this, this sort of anger and all that did, did it ever go too far on the pitch yeah yeah there's been a few occasions where I mean I've had a lot of training ground bust ups to be fair it would only, you'd only really know that if you've been in my teams and yeah. stuff um, youth youth team level probably it all started but there's only a few that knew I'd came from a boxing background because I'm not a push your weight about I don't get, I'm not a bully so I'm quite you know, happy-go-lucky in that respect. Did some find out that you've come from a boxing Yeah, background. so we had like, we had like a, see, Clinton Morrison, right? Clinton Morrison, as you probably know, he's doing a lot of stuff now for Sky and so forth, right? So I was basically Clinton Morrison's security. <laughs> <laughs> Just to break it down, yeah? Because 
I had a bit of a protective nature for him because he was the most mouthiest. Like, <laughs> you'd want to punch him in the mouth because he's so mouthy. Threatened to shoot you, didn't he, John, on the field? Threatened to shoot me. Oh, did he? He, <laughs> does, he doesn't own a gun. Come to, <laughs> come to London, I'll shoot you, bro. That there is that words. His, his mouth is, is his gun. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I, was, I had a bit of a protective nature over Clinton because, you know, I knew his mum very well and... There was something about there was something about him that I I just felt that I knew him. I saw a deeper. You knew uh, the real Clinton. I saw the deeper. What everyone saw was just like this mouthy, who's he think he is sort of thing. But I saw the other side. Yeah. So therefore, I always was able to. Do, we had like our fallouts, but Clinton would never step on my toes because he knows. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so we knew each other very well. Yeah. But what Clinton did do very well was is that if you got someone like, who's a bit bigger than him, he'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm there, after he's gone, yeah, 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 he'll soon go behind me, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, his so he's very smart in, in how he constructs everything, trust me. Um, but yeah, we had like a, yeah, we had a, we had a, we, you know, like I said, I've known, I've known him since 14 years old and, um, was where he had one training ground incident where, you know, a kid called Sam Noonan got into it with him. I've tried to quieten it down. Yeah. And then Sam obviously sort of tried to sort of switch on me. Obviously in the background, Clinton is still, yeah, <laughs> like, and obviously, yeah, you know, you know, you know, and, and he's like, oh yeah, what, you trying to come for Lee now? Yeah, you trying to come for Lee now? You, you don't know what you're doing, da, da, da. And Sam's like thinking, oh, shut up, like, I don't care. So he's giving it like that, you know, cause his pride's hurting or whatever. Yeah. And then um, I think Sam just went a little bit too, he got a bit too excited and he's kind of, um, he's kind of like gone sort of for me and I've, I've thrown two punches and he's dropped. And everyone's like, oh, and obviously no one really knows a lot about me in that in that sense. And he's got up again and I've gone bang, bang again. He's in then, the dressing room or outside, outside the pitch. Steve Copper was there. A lot of first team were there. A lot of people were there. So he, uh, after the, 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 the last two punches, he sort of like, you know when someone gets up and's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. All right, all right. He sort of bit his bottom lip. He's like, bit his bottom lip. And it was like, okay, I think I have to let this one go, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? So that got to it. And then obviously Clinton was like, ah, you know, like even making it worse. Like, oh man. I can just imagine Clinton look like you're going, are you going to, are you going to let him speak to me like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's just like, he's just very like that. But honestly, Clinton is Clinton. We still, you know, still to this day, we've got like a very kind of, good relationship in terms of we, we both know know what's going on, do you know what I mean? <laughs> in each other's lives. And I'm, you know, I'm glad to see he's, he's doing exceptionally well with the TV stuff and that, because it was something I, would, I never thought- Yeah, he's flying with it, isn't he? Um, go into, but this is where life's beautiful, you know? So yeah, he, he's doing right. I had another situation as well at Palace where Koppel and all the first team were there actually, but I was still actually in the, I was in the youth team, but I was, just breaking through into the first team. So there was a South African goalkeeper, right? Who was sort of came, he signed for Palace. I can't remember his name, Umshaw, I think. I saw, I remember Clinton one know. <laughs> you know, by the way, he's a CFAX, by the way. Clinton? Cl Clinton knows. Mate, you said it, you ask him who's this player in Italy and they tell you. Really? That's why, he, that's why he's doing so well. 
in terms of of why he's able to to he knows every every player, mate. That surprised us, like didn't think it'd be like that. Oh, smart! Like even when we was in the youth team, he he'd be like all over. I'd say like because I'm not, I'm not very good like that. That's probably why you don't I don't do all the TV stuff in terms of football because it's not. Though I played 18 years in football, it's not actually my passion, which yeah. not many people would understand. Like obviously, box is my passion, but football's not. I don't enjoy watching it mm. really. It's a big game. It's a massive game. I'm, I'm watching it, sort of thing. I love it. It's my it's my life. But in terms of sort of like actually going on TV and doing what he's doing, he's able to do that because I mean I can't pronounce the names anyway. So I'm, I'm saying, mate, I'm a lot sorry. of the time. I, I struggle to like pronounce the name. I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't recognize this name. Who's this name? And it's not because I'm disrespecting my own game. It's just like, there's a lot of names that if you don't do your homework properly, you'll get found out. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm not going to like be fake. Like I'm not going to, you know, if it's that, not my passion. Like it plays up front for Tottenham. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like it's like you know. It's very, no, it won't go. It won't work well on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, he's very, very. Uh, very <laughs> on our gym. <laughs> very, uh, very smart. But yeah, coming away from it. Sorry, um, South African kid. So South Africa, it maybe came from a bit of a racist cultural background, um, but he's in South London now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, and I remember it was a bit heated in one, we was having a five-a-side, mixed first team and so forth. Um, those are sort of players playing. Remember like Richard Shaw's was playing, George, End George Endar, Endar, do you remember mm. him? Yeah, a few pe people playing. I think even Bruce was playing. Um, and he must have kicked the ball up to me. But it, you know when someone pings the ball into your bucket and it, it, it's just like, what the fuck? What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> I used to get quite a bit. Like, what? What is that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just feed it into my like, feed it into me properly, sort of thing. Anyway, that happened a little bit, and he's gone to me. Fucking hold the ball up, you black bastard! That's what he said. You know when everyone's a bit like, obviously, because we're in like, like I said, we're in South London now, and he said it in his South African. Or maybe it's normal to him. I don't know. Yeah. And I had to pause, and I, I was like, did he just? Did he really just say that? Like really? So everyone's looking at me like. And then something just clicked. So I was up the other end as as obviously striker. I've run <laughs> all the way to his his goal, <laughs> all the way, and just went bang bang like that. Dropped, got up, got up, looked me in my eyes, and I said, please, you, it's not today, mate. Not today. not today. And he didn't do nothing. And then cops was just like smirking on the side. Steve said, you should have done your homework. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you know what these voices? <laughs> You should have done your homework. <laughs> Did oh, you get an mate. apology? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got an apology. Um, you know, that that's the palace, that's the palace situation. A quick word for our sponsors from this episode, gentlemen. 
Have we got Chris? You know we've got NordVPN, the best VPN service in the business. Big brownie points as well. Somebody messaged. He went to Australia to yeah. visit family, and they unleashed the NordVPN and watching all the three PM games back home. Oh, were they? There you Unbelievable. go. Unbelievable. He was over the moon. Changing lives. The, they were bouncing, going across. Yeah. Left, right and centre. Well, All the those, family were buzzing, apparently. Were they? Yeah, because for those who don't know, NordVPN, sponsoring the show, the best VPN service there is. You can bounce your location wherever you are in the world, so you can pick up them TV shows in, in different countries and also, you know, use different services that you might not be able to use. And, and save a few quid in the meantime. Yes, and military-style security i wanted to say that this time military go, go on military 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 style security your password your bank details everything's secure tell us the offer chris four months free absolutely free and a 30-day money-back guarantee mind-blowing like so no no yeah. risk if you don't like it you get your money back yeah after 30, before yeah. 30 days yeah all you're going to do is follow the link in the description, audio and, and on the video as well. The link's in the description and uh, just click on that link, click click a row and, you, and you're through to the uh, offer. And watch whatever you want, wherever offer. you are. Kick back, Australia, watch the match. Yep. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Then I had another situation in Norwich. Which you asked about that? Damien Francis? No, who told you about that? David Fox was, was one of my mates. This was this is this is the only thing about football, and sometimes and I'm glad I'm here to sort of rectify it. So I was going through a divorce and that at the time in um obviously in Norwich. It was it was a hard time, mate. You know what I mean? Just going through it. And what happened where I was going through it, I I broke Damien Francis' cheekbone in 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 training, just a straight clash we were mates from that because everyone knew i was going through the divorce <clears throat> whoever done it people made a rumor to say oh leon broke damien Fra- francis cheekbone because he's had an affair with leon's wife what <laughs> it's my mate these whispers yeah like you know yeah, yeah, like, yeah. even damien's like what the fuck yeah. like it was a straight just casual in clash in no, training nobody mentioned that they just said what happened between you no, we, we've always been, even still to this day, we've always been cool. Like there's no, there's no animosity, no nothing. No, that I'm no disrespect, but you do. You ask Damon yourself. You think you could even talk to my wife like that? <laughs> you you wouldn't be living. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he's not, no one's gonna step on my toes in that respect. Knowing me, like in my not in my. Nah, you're crazy. No. Um, even though it has happened in, in you know, in, in our lifetimes. Um, but yeah, the, the actual fight I had, uh, yeah, Hux was in the room, Dean Ashton was in the room, in the treatment room. 
a player called Yusuf Safari. Do you remember Yusuf Safari? Yeah. Yeah. Midfielder. Centre midfielder. He was there when I went to Norwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good man. Um, but a little bit, he's a little bit tapped in, in certain places, you know what I mean? He was a little bit of a live wire. Um, I mean, he was laying down in the treatment bed and I was quite boyish, so I was quite, you know, are you doing like da, da, da. So he's on the treatment bed and I must have like tickled him or something. Like, what's happening, mate? Blah, blah. And he was like, oh, fuck off, get off. Like that. I was like, all right, mate, like, relax. Do you know what I mean? The tickle. Dickhead. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's just like, fucking hell, relax yourself. Like, cool. And he's like, he's like, no, f like, fuck off. And I was, and I'm, me, because I'm quite, can be quite antagonizing. So I've just aggravated him again. I said, oh, shut up, you dickhead. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And he's like kind of switched on me. He's not done his own work either. Has he? <laughs> he's obviously like, he's just absolutely lost his shit and switched on me. So he's come out on it. Obviously he's like, I see, and when I get like in that, I feel like I get backed up. That's it, bang, like I know what to do, like where to, and then that's it, bang, vit him. Put four stitches in his ear, and I? He's lost his shit, throwing <laughs> ultrasound gel at me and... <laughs> He's fucking, he's picking up, yeah, he's picking up, he's picking up everything he can find in the treatment room to frighten me. So, so me, Hux, I, we're all like this. <laughs> like, and I'm sort of on the bounce like this, can't we? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like that bobbing and moving from ultrasound, Joel. I was like, cheers, mate. Um, anyway, uh, Nigel Worthington was the, the manager then. And um, he called me in the, he called me in the um, office first. And I was like, yeah, I mean, of it, of it use, of it suffering because of this, that and the other. And he's like, I'm gonna have to find you. It was like 500 quid or something at the time. I'm gonna have to find you. Didn't find me. Just said that so gonna. I, so he said, he said he was gonna, but he didn't find me. Find you, he found Yusuf. What, for the, to pay for the ultrasound gel that he wasted? <laughs> I have no idea, but I, I, I think generally, because they know like, when it's like for a, sort of a kind of, a bit of a threatening self-defense situation, <clears throat> they just know like, it's like, are they, is no one really understanding? Like, I'm not, I'm just not that guy, mm. you know? Um, not saying I'm the baddest, that, you know, listen, I've, <laughs> I've been to prison and there's this badder people than me, do you know what I mean? Um, but in terms of being able to look after myself, that reputation I just felt got out a little bit more as the years went on in in, in my game. Because um, you do, like you say, you start hearing, you know how players talk, little bitches, isn't they, players? You know what I mean? <laughs> so they, they start, they start, um, you know, they start talking and, you know, this rumor gets out, that rumor gets out. And, you know, I had, had a few, had a few uh, altercations with Guy Branston. Yeah? Yeah, I wanted to fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to fuck him up. He spat, he spat at me one game. I was at Peterborough at the time. He spat at me. No, no, I was at Norwich. I was at Norwich. He's playing for Rotherham. And he sort of spat at me. And he, he and I, I just went for him in the tunnel but we never like sort of got connected. And it was, it was the honest, honest truth from my heart about what, maybe four or five years later, I get on a train 
guess who's sitting on the train on his own right in front of me as I'm walking on the train? I think it must have, I must have been going somewhere from Norwich or something, or maybe his connection, Peterborough, whatever. He's sitting on the train. But I don't forget, yeah, so, guy, you know what a guy's like, anyway? He sort of seen me, he was like, oh, how you doing, mate? Like, blah, blah, I said, mate, <laughs> do you want to finish that altercation? I said to him, do you want to finish that altercation? Like, right now? He's like, oh, don't be silly, mate. <laughs> don't be silly. I, I, I'm just like, in a moment or whatever, I said, are you sure? Because I'm still sort of holding on to it a bit. So just to make <laughs> sure, do you know what I mean? Ever since then, good as gold. Yeah. Yeah, ever since then, good as gold. Maybe he's praying for that whistle to go on the train to take off, wasn't he? Oh, that whistle big, hurry up. Were you wanting to make a list? Would you make a list of vendettas? You know, no, because we talk about some people leaving it. No, no, don't make a list, but I believe in I believe in that 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 meeting was supposed to happen because now there's no teammates around, now there's no one to stop anything, and in my head I'm just like, well. Now it's just me and you. Do you know what I mean? So you're willing to get off the train and have a... And have a no, on no, the I was train? Ready to, I was ready to, oh, on the train? I was oh, ready well, to, to say, you don't know what time the next one's going to come, do you? <laughs> I, I, I was, I, no, he was sitting down on the train, just like he's sitting down on the train. And I obviously saw him. So I was just like, ready to sort of like, I was ready to, to fight, basically. Basically. <laughs> what we could he start through on that? Yeah, the drinks buggy and that. Yeah. Full like, Yousef on you. But, but, but then there's a side to me, it's like when I see someone that's just like, then I saw a side to him that was like, oh, he's not, he's not that, he's not that guy. He's not that person, yeah. Did you sit with him on the journey? He's not that guy. No, I didn't, no. No. <laughs> so did it make yeah. up that well? Not, no, it was well enough, but just, yeah, it just, you just make, you make peace and, you know what I mean, <laughs> go about it. But yeah, that, they're the only sort of altercations I've had. Um, I had a couple of situations when I went, I went into prison just after football. So I had a couple of little situations in there. Um, probably quite more scary, really, more than anything, because you know, one of the guys was, was, was there, you know, a big guy, massive guy. Um, was that unprovoked then? Did he just come for you randomly? It's prison, mate. Is that what happens? <laughs> it's prison, Out yeah. But you got to understand, when I'm getting in there, I'm not, it's the fact, I'm not a criminal. I'm not, I'm not bad. I don't claim to be bad, but... I'm just come out of professional football. There's fans in there. There's people in there. There's there's people in there can see me. On, there's TVs in the prison. So when I'm all over the news and I'm walking in, they're expecting me. Do you see what I mean? So you, you got to have a bit about you. What's your mindset then going in? Mindset? Yeah. Are you like? Did you know I was, I was petrified to be honest? Yeah. Did you know yeah. when you went to court? Did you know that you were going to prison? No. How, how long did you get? The only, yeah, I got six months in an ACAP Woodhill where Charles Bronson is officially still. See him? Isn't it? Didn't see him, now he's tucked away. Yeah. Yeah, but still, he's still there. Yeah. <laughs> he's still there. Um, yeah, it was in, yeah, Milton Keynes, yeah. Um, yeah nothing really can sort of prepare for you. I, I saw grown men fold. So when you're about, I mean, I didn't know I was going to prison, but... When my lawyer said, sort of like, pack a bag, I was like, what the fuck are you, what are you talking about? Pack a bag. You're right. Like, that's when it really kicked in. So that night I didn't sleep. Because he was like, pack a bag, because I'm just not sure what they're going to do or where it's going to go. What do you pack as well? 
Prison. Well, I just they tell you what, yeah, they tell you what to, to pack, and you know, if you once you get in there, they give you bits anyway. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was hard, man. It was, it was an experience that, you know, like when I when I when I when I first sort of went in there, and you you get sort of in this like there's like this sort of introduction room where you sort of go off to your wings, and I'm sitting in this room with all the other criminals um and we were sort of looking at each other and i'm seeing grown men like like crumbling and in my head i'm like looking at i'm looking at a few of them i'm looking at one particular guy and i'm like mate keep it the fuck together like keep it together like like literally like like i'm looking at him like this like come on just relax like crumbled i think i would yeah. crumbled um, Pretty boy like me as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, didn't did, did, did see, did see none of those sort of movements, but it, again, um, the Muslim culture is quite big in there. So I, I was, um, no, I didn't pay no one to look after me or protect me or anything. Another, more rumours like, oh, how did he, do you know what I mean? Didn't pay no one. It's just more of a respect thing more than anything. I was 33, 34 at the time going into prison, so I'm not a kid. Um, so again, more of a respect for him, but the Muslim culture is very powerful in prison. Um, and I kind of respected how I was looked after in, in terms of, yeah, like, you know, read, read this book and read that book and kind You're of- You're Muslim I, yourself? I'm not Muslim, no. I'm not Muslim, but I respect, I respect a lot in terms of, of, of the culture. I was, I've got a lot of Muslim uh, friends, uh, you know, guys and, and sisters and so forth. So I just respect the culture. And then through the, through the prison experience, I respected that even more so because, you know, even when I was going through a few little difficult times um, with a lot of kids in there, like a lot of young kids in there, 21, 22 years old, like they're the worst, mate. That, that generation is just... You know, doing it just to waste time. They don't give a fuck. Mm. They don't give a fuck. Um, and that was the most concerning thing for me, seeing all these kids in there and just, you know, they're doing they're doing crazy things, man. You know. Um, so yes, they're, they're the ones. You, it's not the older gen. The older gen are very. You know, there's guys in there. At, when we get our lockdown sort of thing, and you know, our cells are, are, are open. Your cell is open. Anyone can come into your cell whoever's on that wing, do you know what I mean? I've got guys coming into my cell, sitting down with me and they're chatting to me. So I became a bit I became a bit of a counsellor in there, to be honest. So a lot of people would come in, oh yeah, I remember your goal against Man United and blah, blah, and just short. And you know when you're like, there's a part of me that's nervous, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, these guys just want to talk. Mm. Yeah. A lot of them. I've had guys, come in my cell and break down because they miss their kids. I found myself in this position of, so what that enabled me to do is, is, is start my sort of daily diary because it happened quite early. Um, so there was a respectful nature when I was in prison in terms of, 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 of how people maybe looked at me or perceived me. It wasn't how I was, only the young kids when I first come in were like, oh, don't think you're some flashy footballer coming in here. Da, 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 da. But 
But the best thing I didn't, the best thing I'd done to that kid is that when we got a, a gym day, um, I remember booking the gym and I saw the same couple of guys who shouted out my name as I was coming into prison. And I went straight up to him in the gym. I said, what'd you say about me? When I was coming through, cause I didn't hear, what'd you say? Like that, that bluntly. And he's like, oh no, don't worry, man, don't worry. Best thing I've done though. Yeah. Shut him down straight away. Yeah, best thing I've done. Um, cause obviously in my head, I'm like, I'm a grown man. My son's fucking older than you, you little dickhead. Do you know what I mean? Don't, this was, don't think cause, I, cause I've got football on my CV, I'm that guy. <laughs> it's not that so and this is the this is the the interesting thing about you know how how people can sort of stereotype our our actual industry you know what i mean it's it's sometimes not 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 great it's the same thing when i went into boxing when i went into professional boxing everyone's thinking like especially the fighters you know if he's just fucking footballer another footballer coming in trying to mm. do uh, oh yeah what because he's got you know, his dad is you know, former British European champion. His, his uncle Duke is former three-time world champion. It's not them, you're a footballer. Da -da -da -da. All these things were going on. I had to earn my respect, had to earn it. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, no disrespect to anyone, but with four years that I was in professional boxing, to really get to championship level at sort of best part of 39 years old, and I'm fighting for English titles and, you know, Southern area titles, like it's some doing. Can imagine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm fighting guys who have been fighting all their life, fighting all their life, experienced, and you know, then they're no. It's not every fight was hard for me because everyone wanted to beat me. Mm -hmm. Like really, even from from my first fight to all the way through, I had eleven fights, but all the way through. Every fight was like, okay, this is this is going to be tough again. Did you always know you wanted to go into the boxer? Yeah, I've always been a little bit fond of it because I've always had it in my life from from early. Was, it, um, was football always your main focus? Is it, is it was boxing never? Was it? Yeah, no, it was a crossroads. I had to I had to make a decision. So the time I was about to sort of sign for Crystal Palace, I was going through that process and. Uh, and then I finally got my YTS contract after six months being on trial. Um, we was looking at maybe going down sort of like amateur route, going through all the ABAs and just the whole system of of competitions amateur wise. And then I think I had a vision of of maybe maybe going down the Olympics route. I don't know. I just I was like a sixteen year old kid who was just trying to be somebody in 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 terms of of not just because my family are successful in their own right, I wanted to be successful in my own right. <clears throat> so <clears throat> something that I I try and push into my children. I've got five kids, four girls, one son. And um, I, I, sh I showed them, you know, through through all walks of life, you know, just try and be the best you can be and and understand that the process of, of what it takes and hard work, because I've, I, I, I've with all I achieve, you know, okay, football, boxing, like 22 year period of 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 elite level, really. Is that both, distilled in you by by your dad as well? In both sports, parents. I think it was installed in me because I saw how hard my dad trained just to be what he was. He was a 15 round fighter, 
you know, 15 rounds, not even 12, 15. Um, there was something, you know, there was something that I used to, to watch. Um, you know, I used to see him get up and, and stupid hours and go and run and, and train and the way he used to train and how he used to fight. It, it left something, yeah, it left something in me. And obviously like the Rocky film helped as well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You like the, like the jacket? We all, we yeah. all think we're fucking boxers after watching it's Rocky. One, it's, it's probably that my favourite. <laughs> it is, yeah, no, honestly, it's probably like one of my favourite, it's my, it's my childhood film, but it's probably one of my favourite it's like a love story, like the whole thing, Adrian, and it's 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 so smart the way you done it. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I think just trying to install that into into my children and and understand that. You when know, you retired from football, takes, did mm. you know that you you wanted to go to go down the box? No, like, honestly, but we could sit. I could. We could. We'd have to do some amount of hours or, yeah. or, or podcast to really break everything down you know but to try and cut it to try and simplify it and, and, and cut a long story short after football I just I lost my way really towards the back end of my career in football my mind psychologically broke down so I, I suffered from depression quite badly and the reason that was was just sort of back when we were sort of playing, there wasn't enough education around the whole mental health aspect of things anyway. And when I was going through some severe depression, uh, you know, towards the back end of my career, not being able to cope with, you know, my body breaking down like it was and the injuries really uh, just messed me up. I just, I just didn't cope with it because I just wanted to play, right? So, I'm getting all these serious injuries. I had some horrendous injuries. When I look at my 18 year, year career, probably half of that is just trying to come back to play. Do you know what I mean? And I still done all right. So it really messed me up. And then you go through what football doesn't teach you is uh, the life circumstances that can happen, right? So it didn't teach me about divorce. It didn't teach me about missing my kids. It didn't teach me about you know, feeling lonely, feeling like quite vulnerable um, with my time, um, not understanding my actual past childhood trauma. I had a lot of trauma that I didn't really understand then. Deal um, with. Uh, or deal with. I didn't deal with it. I deal with it in ways of, you know, I was, I was a bit of a ladies man, um, maybe dealt with it that way. Uh, lost, you know, a fantastic woman, my ex-wife, um, who has two of my children. Biggest lesson of my life. Biggest lesson of my life. But, you know, you have to go through the storm in life. You, when you go through the storm in life, you never came out, you never come out of that storm the same person. And there's some things you can't control. And you've got to understand that how you respond to the things that you can't control and, and so forth, that's where your power is, right? So what I, what I learned in my life is that there's certain things that I need to take control of in my life and certain choices I need to, to make uh, my life better. 
Um, and that's what, where I am today, trying to make better choices, trying to make better decisions when I'm not, I, you know, I have a therapist now. I mean, I just come out of rehab really in terms of um, just trying to understand me better. Why have I, you know, why have I gone through so much struggles in life? Yeah, I've achieved so much, but been always been quite vulnerable as a as a man. You know, I don't, I've 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 had a a lot of things going on in my life. As you you know, you can probably hear. There's a lot of things where I'm, I'm that have happened in my life that I don't think most would have been able to 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 see see it through. You know, um, and I'm just happy that I'm in a position now where yeah, listen, some days still even like. Even like, you know, I've spoken to you here and there and it's like, even coming here this morning, like I've been a bit vulnerable, I've been a bit in a vulnerable place of late. Um, again, very vulnerable this morning, but I was like, fucking hell, I better turn up because Parker will fucking hammer me, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I don't, I, I, well, I'm going to be yeah. fish myself, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't, like, I don't. I'm fucking hunted you there. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I just wouldn't do that out of respect and I just thought like, and, and I nearly pulled out yesterday, but when you sort of sent me that um, message, I was like, no, 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 I need to, but on a, on a serious note, it's only because sometimes I go through certain things that are, are are sometimes affecting me so from a psychological point of view. And sometimes as men, we find it hard to just discuss that, you know? Um, and I've got that ability now to just be like, it's been a bit of a vulnerable few days or so forth. So that's probably why it's been a little bit, oh shit, am I gonna get Lee or we not? Mm. It's never because it's sort of a personal disrespect or anything, it's just sometimes depression can grip me um, sometimes, you know what it's like, things might not be going well in other terms, other situations in life, um, and it can affect you. You don't mind us asking, mate, how do you, you know, if you, you can feel, do you feel it coming on? I know when Chris Kirkland said he, he starts getting sweaty palms and mm. he has his own little things that he does to get back. Triggers. Mm. Yeah. I, I think a lot of his triggers, like I say, from my relationship's not going well, I can get quite triggered. Um, if I don't see maybe, if I don't have therapy for a while, it, I can be easily triggered by by lots of things, really. But I know it's not necessarily I know when it's coming. It just can happen, like literally, just like trigger. Bang. And how do you deal with that? <sighs> like now, just take a deep breath and 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 try and remember, like you say, try and take control of of that particular moment which is easier said than done. But like I say, I trained this morning, still trying to tick over. Um, Do you think that helps? That, yeah. Yeah, it helps. But sometimes I, I literally don't have it in me to train. I, I literally can't train. I know it's the best thing for me, but I still can't train. I, I don't, I'm just like, I can't be bothered. I literally can't be bothered. And sometimes, but I will never stay in it for too long. I will never stay there for too long. I know like, right now it's time I've got, I've got to, I've got to fight back, I've got to get recovery up. Recovery process. I have to get up, I have to recover, I have to, you know, calm down or whatever it is. So I really try my best to just try and, um, yeah, trying to look after me the best I can. Like I say, I still got a lot of uh, healing to do. Um, I'm getting there, you know. Um, 
yeah, you, 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 you saw, it's all experience. Like I say it's very true about what I say about, you know, life and, and obstacles that come at us and, you know, some people deal with things differently more more so than others and it's the the, the focus of like obviously goes. you had football mm. and then the boxing the, the the you had the focus of that and obviously yeah. your body can only do that for so long yeah can't it and mm. do you think that, that that's having that focus is a recovery in itself in a way i think anything in life if whatever in terms of why you do this it's always nice to have a bit of structure in your life and a bit of focus and maybe just look forward to to doing something that not only is it help yourself but it will help others um it's nice to be able to to hear people um speak and hear their experiences because i feel like that really makes a, a massive effect in in what it is that you guys are trying to achieve or whatever it is i mean i have like a i have a normal job aside to all the fancy stuff i don't I have, no, I have no ego in in saying I, you know, I do security stuff. I manage security, um, guards, hotels. Um, so I'm sort of doing that um, sort of from a stability point of view. But then I also do, you know, I've got my third series starting with Steve Harmison on Talk Sports soon. Um, you know, I'm very passionate about my mental health speaking. So I try and get, you know, out to, to most places to, to do that and and just trying to inspire and save lives in in terms of like I, I know that I'm very fortunate to be sitting here with you so when you come through that other side and you can look back and see like Jesus like you know I could have left my kids I could have left a lot of people that actually loved me when you realize the value in yourself and you and you understand where, where you are yourself in your life then it's easier to to maintain what you've got to do when times are not great because things got worse after my divorce, things did got worse, you know, you end up going to prison as well. And, you know, you come out of there, I'm a little bit lost and, you know, now there's no more football. Were you a drinker? Did you no. turn to drink? No, I did. that's the thing. I didn't do really, I didn't really drink. I didn't really do drugs. Um, smoked a few fags here and there, but other than that, not really. My main issue was women in terms of how I deal with my sort of getaway. Um, but to understand the nature of, of, of those particular habits, you really have to look deep into yourself to see like, shit, why am I treating on my wife? Like, cause she's a fantastic woman, but I never looked deep into myself of what my depression was doing, my validation, as a, as a man or like my self-worth, I didn't know really what was, I, I just felt like, oh, this is just, let me just get away from feeling shit just for a brief moment. And that's how we deal with the the pain and maybe the, the guilt a lot of the times. Um, you, but you, with that, you can get into a, a pattern of, of kind of self-destruction. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same principle when people become addicted to, to, to drugs or addicted to drink. Um, it's the same principle. They, they, they do that to, it's not always because they're, oh, you know, just trying to be Jack the Lad is literally to numb something yep. for that brief moment or whatever it, however it lasts from. The problem you have is that, that they, you know, it gets to a point where you're waking up in the morning and you're fucking having a drink. You yep. know, once you start, you know, once you get in those habits, then it's, it's very hard to, 
to break that cycle. And there's a lot of marriages that, um, you know, that don't that don't survive. Um, but I've held a lot. Of, I've held a lot of pain. I've held a lot of uh, bad choices that I've made myself in my life. When I say bad choices, wrong decisions um, that have molded me into into maybe the way I think now. Obviously, no one's perfect. I'm not far from perfect, but I've got a greater understanding on 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 my my growth and development in in why you know I know that I I do get my therapy. I do try and make adjustments and adapt to to certain things, and I think that's the main thing in life. You know, um, not to be so in this world that we live in, it's such a judgmental world that we're in you know everyone's so quick to judge and never really look at the reasons to why things are happening or, mm. or why 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 is he this way or why has mm. this happened it's always like oh you know fucking hell it's it's the, the judgment in this and it's it, almost it, like and with bit. social media now we was we didn't yeah. really have social media when we was playing properly but not really but when 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 we, uh, you know, with this with this society now, and you got all the social media now, it's it's, tenf it's worse. I think it's, um, it's admirable the way that you you speak about it. Because uh, the one thing that I think that we've learned from doing this is that talking's the only way, and the fact that you're such a, an open book, if you will, and willing to yeah expose I mean expose yourself. I suppose. It's not really exposing myself because at the end of the day, like it's, it's experience that I've been through. I'm not going to sit here and pretend. Yeah. It don't make no sense to do things like this and pretend to you all. Like everything I say is the, is the truth. Um, and I'm just trying to like keep it as, as, as real as possible because yeah, of course there's going to be things that, you know, people that will see this and be like, you know, like I get it sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I can relate to a lot of stuff that you're saying. I've fucked a lot of things up. From my behaviour, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just, and you know what? It's we all, we all, we all mess up, but it's just understanding why and kind of what you're gonna do to kind of understand what you need to do. Mm. It's took me to the best part of fucking this age to realise what I had, the value in what I had being that I am a family orientated man, but I never tackled my issues earlier enough. So a lot a lot of things have, have just, just bottled up and I've ended up crashing on numerous occasions. But again, when I'm not in good places, I just tend to sometimes just say, fuck it. And then uh, it, there's a self-destructive nature that comes into it. You know, same thing, probably why I went prison after football, because I was just making stupid decisions, stupid, like just careless decisions. But when you're, what people don't understand is when you're going through those really kind of mental health episodes and your mind's breaking down and you can't really control what it's doing, but you know it's happening, you'd be surprised the decisions that you make, um, they can be quite careless but it's not because you're just trying to be a prick. It's because your mind is doing some acrobats and you can't actually control the way it's doing it. And you just try and try and find some sort of numbness or <laughs> some sort of steadiness 
steadiness in it to try and control everything. Listen, I'm not trying to, um, it, this is not, you know, when I talk about this topic, sometimes people can kind of like wander off and, and get a bit like, oh, fucking hell, here we go again. But it's so important because I know how it affects so many people in, in so many different forms. So it's not to be like, oh, fucking hell, like, you know, we've heard this story already. Like, we don't feel so, I don't want no one to feel sorry for me. Don't yeah. really, uh, that's not what, that's not why I speak. The The main reason why, why I'm speaking is, is because at the end of the day, I'm speaking because I'm not only trying to grow myself, it's not only like therapy myself, but I know that everything I've been through is for a reason in terms of putting me in this position to do that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that if I was to keep everything to myself, then I feel like it's more of a waste of life in terms of just keeping everything to myself. Mm -hmm. um, because no one else, you know, there's people that might need to hear what I've got to say. There may be a percentage that don't care, that's fine but there'd be a bigger percentage that do care and it could potentially save a life yeah. by just me saying something so uh, honestly in the way I say it. So that's the reason why I say and do what I do around anything. Doesn't I don't care about being judged. I don't care about who's got anything to say that's negative. Couldn't give a shit. But what I do care about is the people that I know that are fucking suffering and, and, and trying to find a way just to try and find the way. Mm. That's it. That's the reason why. We had a lot of people getting in touch with me, just telling you to say, telling us to say thank you because you've helped them. You know, thanks for speaking out and what have you. And oh no, listen, it's, have, it's, have it's, heard it's, it, you listen, know? everything I do is from my heart. You know what I mean? It's not you know, to come here. Like I say, it was it was a it was an effort to come here. But sometimes you have to make an effort in life um, because, like I say, even from this now, I'm so pleased that I made it here. Because if someone's listening now, like you say, you know, and it's helped, that's 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 good. For me, that's good. You know, that's that's something that's that's worth um, you know, worth my while. And I think it holds a greater value. You're working on the documentary at the minute. Yeah, I've got a documentary coming, uh, just to just to brighten everything up, guys. So <laughs> um yeah, I got a documentary coming called Ten Count. Um it's in Melbourne Festival. Uh, end of this month, actually, we were in a festival. Uh, we got nominated um, to, as a, you know, to maybe win something. But so yeah, I'm I'm excited. The the documentary is is literally my journey for obviously football, boxing. Um, but I've incorporated mental health into the documentary, so I've interviewed athletes all over the the world, um, from like Kelly Holmes, Ricky Hatton, Alan Shearer, Jay focusing Redner. on man, on the mental health, focusing um, on. Mental health being the main core, yeah, um, and yeah, just 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 trying to trying to inspire, you know, just trying yeah. to inspire. Um, even obviously, I interviewed uh, the Rock, um, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson flew me over to LA. Looked into my. This is another man. It's worth you know. You know, you always hear like, oh, what you got to be depressed about, and yeah, you know, why are you depressed? Like, you know, when especially when you're playing Premiership football, it's like. Uh, whatever, I've heard it all before. You've got nothing to be depressed about. Okay, cool. So when I go to LA and I interview Dwayne Johnson, who's worth over God knows how much. Biggest stars of the planet. This guy is openly saying to me, fuck it, I don't know, you know what? I have my episodes. Yeah. 
So it was only just like last Christmas I had a he had an episode of of some real bad depression. Do you know what I mean? Openly said that. These guys were over 180 million or whatever it is. So money don't come into it because we're all human beings. This is what people have got to understand. We're all human beings. There is no money aspect into this. Yeah. When your mind breaks down, your mind breaks down. It's just, everyone's got different triggers. Your trigger's different to mine, mine's different to yours or whatever. We could have the same, right? So it's just understanding what triggers us and understanding what we can do. Because when you've lost people to suicide, like I have, right? You're, you're, you're being a greater, level of of understanding of wanting to understand the problem we have in society at the moment is that we've got ignorant people in the world um and it's like oh you know oh fucking selfish or whatever it is and don't do no education around what's actually fucking going on do you see what i'm saying mm. that's that's the reality so you know it's 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 a, it's a big deal it's a big deal in terms of what it represents it will probably be my biggest achievement than what I've ever achieved once it arrives in the UK. Um, praying that it, it lands into like a, you know, like a Netflix or Amazon. I'm praying that it lands into the right hands. And then that the whole world can see what I've been doing for the last five years. It's good to shine a light on it, for even for people that aren't going through it or haven't been through it, just to shine a light on it. Because no doubt there'll be somebody within their immediate family or friends that is going through it mm. so it, it's not necessarily about affecting you directly but mm. the people that are around you to mm. have a better understanding yeah no for sure for sure um and that's yeah that's it really i just uh can't wait for it hopefully i get a release date at some point but it'll be it'll be massive i'll invite you to the premiere when it's here in, have in to go the in your UK. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think, I think you'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> that T-shirt. I'm not fitting me <laughs> <metal laughs> <metal laughs> anymore. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Good yeah, luck with it, man. Of course, of course, it'd be, uh, it, it'd be, it'd be great to, to, to bring you know <laughs> people I've played against and that's that kind of known me from from everything that I've done. But this is in a different kind of area, you know. So that's why I say sort of my my, my biggest sort of achievement because I think it will affect and help so many lives anyway. Mm. Um, I, you know, it's great to score goals and knock people out. <laughs> um, you know, and the ringer on a train. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Those feelings are great. But when you get people coming up to you saying like, Leon, like you, you saved my life. It yeah. touches you in a way, man. Like it touches you in a way where you're just like, what? Like really? Yeah, like you saved my life. Like honestly, it's mad. Mad, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mad. Would you give your football career back for a world title? No, I wouldn't. Do you know why? Because I don't, I don't, the only thing that I found hard was, was what I couldn't control in terms of my body and the injuries. I think I could have got a lot more out of the game if I, my body just didn't break down as it did. Um, and that really messed me up, just yeah. the injuries alone. I've done a massive interview with Kelly Holmes and she spoke exactly in the same sort of light. Before she won her two gold medals, actually, I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> How did you get on with Barry Fry? Can't tell you. I mean, right, Barry about... was cool, you know, like, yeah, he, he treated me like a superstar, to be honest. He already made, he already, he might as well 
built a stature for me when I first come. The way he talks you, talks you know, when he's got a player, he's bought a player and he's bringing him in and, you know, he's, he's, he's funny, man. He's yeah. funny. Yeah, he's funny. Worst team talks ever, but the passion around it when he was in it. Um, another one, just he just let me be free. He knew I could do it, especially at that level, going a couple of leagues down. So... He was, he was, uh, he was just like, just go and, just go and do your thing, mate. <laughs> just fucking go and do your thing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, mate, cool. But yeah, to be fair, my, my, I mean, my ratio was like one in two at Peterborough. Yeah. Is that why you were happiest? Not necessarily. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say from the happiest would be Norwich because I got to actually play premiership football. For a whole season, really. Only, unfortunately, we got relegated. But I learned a lot about, you know, when, you, when you've when you not played Premiership, when you finally get, I had a Premiership experience at 18 when I was at Palace. Um, and I came off the bench one time against like Arsenal and Coventry. And like Tony Adams was playing then, you know, Martin Key and they was all playing then. I was like a little boy lost, like, I was, I was nowhere ready for Premiership football. Just it was just like, you know, like I was. It was surreal. That was at eighteen years old. So I always had a bit of a doubt, thinking like, mm, if I ever get back there again, am I good enough? Will it be too much for me? Am I good enough? That's you know, come. Like, am I, so when I finally got my chance, I didn't start in the Premiership with Norwich. Um, I took about, mass, yeah, Matthias Fenton was, was starting ahead of me at that particular time. And uh, about five games in, we get Chelsea at Stamford Bridge and uh, Matty comes off. I go on. For, my mentality is, is like, I'm grabbing this with both hands, but I went on and yeah, it literally, it literally, uh, I'd say, changed my life in terms of the belief that I had in myself. Um, done really well that game, never looked back. And I gradually started building. My first goal was against Everton. A really great game then, you know, playing against like Stubbs and that. Um, mm. Yeah, just some great memories, you know, you know, scoring against Man City, playing against like, you know, this stand and then, the, you know, the Man United goal would probably be my, my, my most sort of famous goal in, 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 you know, for, for sort of that sort of level. And then you, then you get some sort of belief and obviously having players, you know, my partner was Dean Ashton, who was a fantastic player. Again, he had his career cut short via injury. It is just like, it's such a thin line, you know, what people don't realise. Um, so yeah, I had some beautiful experiences, some beautiful moments. So it, it, it only really, if I could get rid of the injuries, no, I wouldn't change it. If I become a world champion in boxing, again, another industry that's very, very lonely and cutthroat. Yeah. Probably worse, worse, worse. You know, there ain't no medical help like that. There is like in football, how there is in boxing. You know, once you finish boxing, if you ain't in that GB squad match room kind of setup, yeah, yeah, we're all looking after each other. 
he, the matchroom setup is the best. Eddie Hearn's the best. Yeah. In terms of where he can take you, if you have that about you and you have that ability and so forth. But end of the day, every promoter is, is a businessman. So none of them, none of them are your best friend. Yeah. Mm. When you're no longer um, accessible, and you're no longer in 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 that environment that they're in, you won't. It's that's that's you. You gone. Very very rare. Very rare that you get someone. Darren Barker, who's a who's a real good guy, um, is falling into a bit of a matchroom setup because he's got a very good relationship with Eddie Hearn. But that relationship's a bit unique. That won't happen with every fighter that wins a world title mm. and falls into something where they're happy after. You know, you see Darren now, he's a very happy man, very peaceful, won a world title, world champion. You know what I mean? Content. Very content, you can see it. Mm. But not every fighter has that. Not every fighter has that dream, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of fighters lost. I do another interview in, in my film with Errol Bomber Graham. It's very sad, very sad. You know, that's a, you know, a former champion as well. And unscratchable very, itch. Very sad, huh? The unscratchable itch once they've, once they've been at the top. Just hard. Same thing with Ricky. I mean, Ricky's coming back to do something now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So you always see the, 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 the patterns of, 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 you know, that, ooh, look at that comeback. You know, he's getting back, he's losing weight again. He's, but it's fantastic to see that, that drive, but, the sad thing about it is, is that we need something to always try and grab onto. Yeah. But the point is, is that we're not always going to be able to do that. And you've got to understand to let it go. If you don't, then it's always going to have hold of you. Always. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've learned. Brilliant, mate. Really yeah, glad thank that. you very much for coming. Glad you are. Yeah, we appreciate the map. All right, guys, see you later. <laughs> Hot in that. Did you get on? Did you get on with Gabby oh. Dockery, by the way? Yeah, what a fella, man. Pele. Yeah, Ginger Pele. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, I've spoke. I haven't seen him for years. You know, he's in Texas now. Is he? That was, that was his dream, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, good for him. Moved over there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Can't imagine it's the best weather for. Him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the old cap on. <laughs> with his hip hop and that, man. <laughs> I always ask though if anybody's played with Sasa Sertic, what he were like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good guy. Oh, he's mad. Matt, like, he was, he was funny. Um, Serbian. Yeah. Yeah. So, Serbian big brother. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him. You know, you know what, you know what, it's interesting as well. Um, because I saw him several years ago. He was doing some stuff at Palace and that anyway. Um, when I played with him at Palace, we was going through a bit of a, administration process was a bit of a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. And he was, um, you know, he, what a play, he, good player, but loose cannon, you know, very like crazy. But he'd admit that he's very kind of real to what he, he is, he's just how he is. But unfortunately, Serbia was going through a bit of a, a situation. I know that he had like a, they were going for a bit of a war situation. Yeah, war. And he was a mess, mate. Yeah, yeah, he was a mess. He was a mess. Very patriotic, proud. Yeah, proud he was. A, he was roots. a mess. He was a mess. Um, so yeah, it was. It was hard. And I saw him in. Uh, I saw him in Marks and Spencers one time, and he, <laughs> he. I mean, I didn't recognise him, but but he's. He called me and he was like, 
He's like, Leon. I was like, oh, how you doing, mate? You're right. I thought you just knew me or whatever. Um, and I'm looking at him closer and he's like, you don't remember me, do you? Like that, because I haven't seen him for years, you know what I mean? And he's like, I'm, it's Sasha, like that. And I was like, like, and we just was like, yeah, just just hugged each other. Obviously, like, you're telling me about Big Brother then, and he won it, <laughs> done all his money. <laughs> it's like, mate, have you not learned anything? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but it was in a good place doing stuff for, for Palace and, He's he's doing all right, man. So yeah, it's funny you say that. Yeah, he's he's all right. Oh, cheers. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much, really, mate. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Wicked, man. Get that aircon on now, man. Yeah. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.